The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, two, <laughs> that's me, <laughs> we try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing tonight, Steve? <laughs> I, I can't believe I was counting down from five and I missed two that, I don't know, seems like kind of a basic skill to have, but... I'm doing fine otherwise. Yeah, you know what? I've always felt like two was the most overrated of all the numbers. So you do you. <laughs> I, I got your back. I've also got... Well, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I was rolling. Oh, I had a transition all lined up. I, I know. Man. I thought you were throwing it to me. I, oh. I'm still in wrong and wrong. We have, what do you got? we have been doing this for like 10 years, and we still do nothing but step on each other's <laughs> it feels toes. like 30. <laughs> here's, uh, the, here's the question. Um... Hello, I have two questions that you can use for two different weeks. Whoops. <laughs> you know what? I guess, well, I guess we're just going to use the first one here. All right. My six-year-old is a highly intelligent child as he is going into the first grade and is already working at a second grade level and is working on division. Already has memorized multiplication and knows how to get answers for it. We are trying to decide if we should homeschool him this school year. Well, I am also trying to finish my bachelor's and we also have an infinite home. What would you gentlemen do? All right, Steve. Well, you just kicked your last kid out of the house to go to school someplace else. So I'm interested to hear your take on this one. <laughs> We're about a month away. Oh, okay. So uh, we got a little bit of time to shore him up. But this is an interesting question. Um, I will say this. I have a little bit of experience in this because uh, one of my brothers skipped two grades. And I think that ended up hurting him in life. I know this is not the the question but I'll, I'll get around to the answer. There's something about school, and as we're coming out of the, the Rona and we're wondering, do we go back to school? Do we not go back to school? I will say there's a lot that happens in school that has nothing to do with books. Like kids learn how to cooperate. They learn how to deal with conflict. They learn how to uh, mesh with their peers. So there are definite advantages to going to school, but it's also tough for a young kid to be convinced to just ease off the gas pedal for a minute because they're going to get bored. And I think, uh, I don't know if she said this was a boy or a girl. I thought I heard he in there, so I'm going to assume it was a boy, especially little boys. Like, they have energy, and now if they're irritated because the rest of the class isn't quite up to them, like, they're going to start losing faith or losing interest in school. So my answer has two parts. <laughs> Just like the question, in fact. <laughs> Part one is, if you feel like your kid is precocious, but not like genius IQ, I would say send the kid to school. And uh, maybe the school can do something um, um, additional. <laughs> There's a bigger word, but I'm not a precocious six-year-old. He probably has a better <laughs> vocabulary than me too, James. But uh, send the kid to school. And a lot of public schools have gifted and talented programs. I don't know if they go down to first grade though, but maybe the teacher can give a little extra work or a little extra time or something that makes the kid feel like he still has his feet on pedals and he's still going forward. But at that age too, it is so important to get in with your peers and just learn how to socialize, especially if I probably went to kindergarten, but that might have been a half day. Like this, everything before age of six is preparing the kids for first grade. So that is answer one. However, answer number two is 
if you really feel like your kid is off the charts, like not just uh, precocious or good at math or something, but you really feel like this kid's working at a third or a fourth grade level, I would say maybe do hold the kid back one year, but definitely find something for the kid to do during the downtime. And I don't mean like... Um, uh, I, like build a rocket ship online. I mean, like go to Cub Scouts or go uh, play Little League. I guess uh, uh, fall ball's coming up. Something that just kind of gets the kid out in the world and around peers and socializing. Plus then too, if the kid's in his neighborhood, he'll be interacting with kids who presumably he will be in school with next year uh, and make some friends and kind of get acclimated to that peer group. So that is my answer, James. It depends a little bit, I suppose, on how right the boy is but what say you well i'm going to come at this from a little bit of a different angle i'm going to come at it from the logistics side of things because homeschooling a kid is is a full-time job and i say that as somebody whose kids did online school at home and in my jokes i said i homeschooled them but really i didn't i just kind of shepherded them <laughs> as they watched their ipads and i had to check their work and make sure that it was done but i wasn't actually actively teaching them all day like actively teaching a kid all day keeping them entertained all day keeping them engaged all day that is a full-time workload and the letter writer said in here that she's trying to finish up her bachelor's degree, which can also be a full-time workload. Ooh. And she has an infinite home, which is a double full-time workload. So she has two jobs already and is looking into taking on a third job of educating her child when there's a public school out there that will educate that child for free. So I would say <laughs> from the logistics side of things, it's a no-brainer. If you take this on yourself... I mean, like, what's what's your goal? I mean, are you trying to get him two years ahead, three years ahead? Are you trying to get him into college at 15? I mean, at some point, things are going to average out. I mean, my, you know, my kids are in various subjects. They're, you know, a little ahead in this one or that one. And that's pretty common. And schools, they have, they generally have advanced placement classes. They'll they'll do what they can uh, if your child is ahead in certain subjects to take care of them. And will it will it be as good as if they had your personal attention all day, every day? You know, maybe not. But it would it be as good as you know your full attention when you're not distracted by your bachelor's degree or by your infant or by everything else going on in the house? I think so. I think it'd be pretty far comparable. Uh, I've seen people who have tried homeschooling and later sent their kids back to school, and I've seen people who stuck with it. So you know, there's all kinds of experiences. But I think the people who stick with it generally have homeschooling as the thing they do. It's not one of many things they mm. do. It's definitely a full-time role. Uh, the flip side of that, and this, in, in the second part of my argument, I'm probably going to accidentally convince you to never send your kid to public school. But a lot of, a lot of the lesson... <clears throat> lessons you learn from school aren't things that as a parent you necessarily want your kid to learn but are things they absolutely have to learn to function in society how to be you know one of 30 kids how to be you know not that special person but just one of a group you have to get along you're not you know you're not number one anymore you're not mom's favorite you're now one of 30 competing for attention raising your hand you're one kid who has to figure out how to you know sit still and be quiet all day i mean that that's a skill that lasts for the rest of your life a, a skill of what do you do when you're someplace and you're bored because quite frankly life is not always entertaining and there comes a point where you have to learn and mature to the point where you can handle being bored and handle being stuck in situations where you're at a place you don't want to be doing things you don't want to do i mean that's the basic definition of work right there 
when I look back at what I learned from school, it was really that coping mechanism. How do you deal with, you know, teachers and adults and their different and unfair standards as they change throughout the day? Like those skills, you take those and I use those in the real world now every day. Uh, and those are things I don't think they would necessarily get if they were homeschooled. Just the the idea that you get kicked around by a bureaucracy. There's there's no bureaucracy at home. There's just there's just mom and dad and there's, you know, quick answers and there's feelings and there's compassion and that's not that's not always how the world works. So I do think there is value in the in the harsh reality of school beyond the educational side of it, beyond necessarily the bonding with peers side of it, and just with the side of how do you deal with being part of an organization and looking out for yourself and getting through it. And that was probably way more bleak than uh, she wanted to hear. And I'm sure at this point now, their child will never go to public school, but I really do think it's good, especially if you're busy with other things. Um, closing thoughts, Steve? I don't think that's bleak at all. I think that's spot on. It uh, gives your kid a little grit. And you're right. If you're the center of mom's attention, you kind of get used to being the center of attention. And then you become a 21-year-old who demands to be the center of attention. And it, life doesn't work that way. I like, I like your answer better than mine today, James. Wow. These are strange times indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you'd like to send in a question for us to answer in 10 minutes or less, send that to jamesbreakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question, despite the name of the podcast. It can be parent-child. It can be coworkers. It can be friends. Whatever human relationship you have, or even a, between a human and a pet, we will we will take that question and do our best to solve it. I have it. another thought. Oh, go, oh, okay. Go, just drop my flow. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't want you to close and then hang up. Uh, there uh, that's not true. Whenever you want to hang up, James. <laughs> Just right but, now. Um, <laughs> you said something else that I wanted to comment on, which is you learn how to deal with boredom. That's a critical skill because when you're at home, if you get bored, you flip on the video game, like you sort of get lost in a mindless thing. I don't think you or I in the last 10 years have ever been bored. <laughs> like uh, you and I are both working on 12 different things at the same time. Our minds are always going. We're always curious. We're always moving. Like we had to kind of learn that in a way that doesn't just lay back and play Minecraft for another four or five hours. Like when you're at school, you got to occupy and you learn imagination and curiosity and creativity. And those are so crucial. Anyway, that was my other thoughts. Sorry. Man, we are so on the same page today, except with our timing where we continue to stumble over each other. But that's okay, because the moral of today is I'm right, and that's how I like to end a podcast. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 Minutes of Your Life You'll Never Get Back.